0: Hi guys, long time no podcast, I know, I know, I know, (laughs) but yeah, I'm so glad to be back and I'm sure some of you are giving me the side eye like, where have you been now but I'm here, I'm back (laughs) and I hope to be a lot more consistent because I mean, I had to go on an unintentional break and I think it was something that I really needed because there's been so much like going on in my life that I just, um how will I put it? I just had to just rest. Because one thing I try to do when I release every podcast episode is to make sure that whatever it is I'm going to talk about would be something that will be coming from a place of encounter something that is already a reality in my life i don't want to come on here and just say stuff you know off the top of my head because i want to release an episode like i think it just it's not at the core of why i started the podcast in the first place so when god inspires me to share i do so and when i feel like i'm not in the right headspace to share so i just you know don't share because i don't want to feel pressured right i mean because that that's not the essence that's not the point of starting this podcast in the first place i'm not going to be treating it like um content creation you schedule this one this timetable i mean i mean it it, is good for 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 there to be structure right yeah, but at the same time, I mean, I'm just I'm just giving room for God to, you know, do His thing and not necessarily follow protocol or my own protocol. Because left to me, the, the plan was to like release episodes like every two weeks. But I mean, you know, there's some there are just some weeks, some days, some months that uh, you are not there. <laughs> you know, but yeah, I'm I'm just really glad to be back and thank you guys for checking up on me. A whole lot of people checked up on me. Somebody even attacked me recently. I was like, Ah, when is another podcast episode gone? I'm like, ah, god calm down. <laughs> but yeah, hopefully, moving forward, you guys would um hear my voice a lot more. Yeah, I'm hoping. that that happens (laughs) but yeah thank you guys for sticking around so today's um episode i'll be talking about god came down and so that's the, the, the purpose of this episode is just to like um kind of bring together um different scenarios that happened in the old testament and the new testament and just see see how you know so much has happened and just see the, the the beauty that you know was in the Old Testament but at the same time a lot more beauty in the New Testament so um, I'm going to be talking about the, um, the divine distance like I said, so the, 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 the um topic itself is God came down, but I want to divide it into like two parts. The first one is divine distance, which I'll be focusing on the Old Testament, and then the second would be access, which I'll be focusing on the New Testament. So to start with um, the first part, divine distance, I'm going to be giving like four scenarios in the Old Testament where... You know god communicated with um, individuals or people and there was distance there was divine distance right so i just want to just you know um expose the limitations that the people of old had when you know it, it came to communicating with god Alright, so the first scenario I'm going to give you you might be hearing a lot of flipping of paper or whatever in the background. So that's just me flipping through the scriptures because I just really want us to um yeah have 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 these conversations from the scripture. So the first one, the first scenario, like I said, is uh, Moses and the burning bush in Exodus chapter three verse four let me okay so it starts i think yes it starts in verse one but then i'll be reading from verse four and i just want us to see what happened there so before i read i'm sure we are familiar with this with with the scenario of when um moses went to mount horeb and god appeared in the burning bush the bush was not burnt and that was because it contained the holy god a holy God was, you know, present in that burning bush. So, therefore, I mean, <laughs> even Moses himself could recognize that this was divinity in action, and so you know, immediately he responded and then. Let's let's see verse four. So verse four says, and when the Lord saw that, it turned aside. Okay, let me read from verse three. And the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a flame of fire out of the midst of a bush. And he looked, and behold, the bush burned with fire, and the bush was not consumed. And Moses said, I will now turn aside and see this great sight, why the bush is not burnt. At that point, Moses recognized that this was different. I mean, <laughs> obviously. Then verse four says. And when the Lord saw that, he turned aside to see. God called out unto God called out of the midst of the bush and said, "Moses, Moses!" And he said, "Here I am." Verse five says, "And he said, Draw not nigh hither; put off thy shoes from off thy feet, for the place whereon thou standest is holy ground." Now, so what, what what struck me in that passage is um the fact that Moses was coming close to God. But then god had to set a boundary and god had to tell him to stay away because i feel like at that point that was um god's holiness responding to his sinfulness so god recognized that sin was in close proximity to him so he had to set a boundary and that right there was distance so even though god Um, God loved Moses and God recognized that this is my servant this is this is somebody that I respect because if you look at verse 6 God um, made reference to the fact that I know your fathers I'm I'm the Lord your God of your fathers of Abraham of Isaac and of Jacob so God understood that okay Moses knows me and so I love him but at the same time I I still cannot behold iniquity. And that just emphasizes the passage in Habakkuk chapter 1 verse 13 that says that God's eyes are too pure to look on evil. So even though God loved Moses, God is still a holy God. And so he had to put a distance between him, he and Moses because, I mean, yeah, God is a holy God. And so they just had to be there just had to be that boundary, so I mean, th- th- that that's for the first scenario, now the second scenario is um, what happened with Abinadab's son, that's Oza, when he tried to keep the ark from falling, and God struck him to death, that was also God's, way of you know responding to other sinfulness because I mean the ark of God contained the presence of God and so therefore other was I mean a sinner obviously he still had sin in him that nature of sin was in him and so him trying to save the ark was sin coming to pl- close proximity to god's holiness but i mean there, there were times where i always felt like oh why would god just strike him dead like that that, uh-uh. it's, that was too that was too fast right but reading the background story they they, they already made a mistake that's Ozah and david and all the people that were involved in carrying the ark so god already gave them an instruction In Exodus chapter 25, I think from verse 13, if you read downwards, God already gave them an instruction on how to carry the ark. Now, the instruction is that the ark was supposed to be placed on the shoulders of the Levites with two poles standing side by side. But then they went ahead to put it in a cart driven by an oxen. was a mistake because i i just feel like if they had carried the act the right way then i mean all this would have been avoided right but then it still happened and you know it's it's still it's still it, it was just really unfortunate i mean but then that just goes on to show that god is holy and he cannot behold iniquity so that's 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 the second scenario the third scenario is Isaiah in Isaiah chapter six. Let's just take a look at that. Isaiah chapter six verse one. It says that in the year that King Uzziah died, I saw also the Lord seated upon his throne higher lifted up. Above it stood the seraphims, each one had six wings, with twin he covered his face, with twin he covered his feet, and with twain he did fly. So we could see here that Isaiah could see God's robe filling the temple, but he could not see God's face. That was distance. He, could, he, he was aware. Isaiah was aware of everything that was going on in his environment. He could, he could see God's robe. He could see that there were cherubims and all. He had an encounter with God. But then he still could not see God that was distance now the fourth scenario was um the priests the the the, the priests were only allowed to enter into the tabernacle the holy of holies once a year right and and there, there were just so many restrictions and conditions that came with entering into the holy of holies so let me just explain this a little and give a little background story so the tabernacle of the israelites was a very restricted area and only aaron and his descendants were allowed inside the tabernacle to offer sacrifices right and that was because aaron was a levite because he was from a descendant of jacob's son levi and so to be a priest, I mean, obviously you had to be a Levite. But even in that, only a particular family in the Levites called the Kohathites could become priests. So these priests were allowed to go in once a year. And then, I mean, there were so many conditions of entry into the tabernacle that the, just a very little mistake can lead to them be being struck with um, leprosy or even outrightly dying at on the spot. So all these all these conditions and restrictions, even the priests themselves, will probably have been really afraid because I mean they were afraid for their lives. Now, so going through these four scenarios, what I can see is. That from Genesis to Malachi is a story of people that know God but could not come close because of their sinfulness but the glory of the incarnation is that God himself came near to us and that right there lies our access so this would take me to the second part that talks about access and we could see that in what jesus did in matthew chapter 27 verse 51. let me just quickly read that matthew 27 51 okay yeah so it says that and behold the veil of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom and the earth shook and the rocks were split so for, for us to be saved, God had to become human. He had to close that distance. He had to come to us. Now, I want us to understand this. Now, the King of kings, the Lord of lords, the I am that I am, the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last, the holy God that Isaiah saw on the throne condescended, and became a baby taking up human flesh just so we could have access the King of Kings the Lord of Lords the Holy One the, the one who didn't sin but had to become sin I mean so we could become the righteousness of God sometimes I imagine When Jesus was still a baby, Mary probably had to like change his diaper. The King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, or probably he was maybe playing with sand, and Mary would say, "Jesus, stop playing with sand!" Like, can you just like imagine that? The Holy God, the Almighty God, the Omnipotent God, he had to eat. He had to dine. He had to. You know, touch sinners. This was a god that was trembled, was was feared in, in in the Old Testament. This was a god that people were afraid of. This was a god that you could not come close to him unless you you could you could die, you could go blind. This was the same god that came down, became a man of no reputation. No wonder he's called Emmanuel. God with us so now that we have direct access what do we do with that now that we have direct access and we don't have to be afraid of being struck by leprosy or dying I mean this is literally us having the opportunity that the Old Testament saints did not have now we can see God so now that you know all this, and now that you have an understanding of, of of the privilege that you have as a Christian, how do you choose to respond? Do you choose to accept him and let him be with you, let him be Emmanuel to you? And if you have responded, are you living? in remembrance of this sacrifice? Do you still have access to him? Is Emmanuel, is he still with you? When he looks at you, does he, does he see himself in you? Do you still see him? I think that's the big question. Yes, he came down. Yes, we have access. Yes, he has come close to us. But do you see him? If you do not see him, remember that blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. God is a holy God. If you want to see him, you have to be pure in heart. That is the only way you can have access. You can, and that is the only way you can sustain that access on to deep, onto deep. You, 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 you cannot want to fellowship and be intimate with the Holy God and have and still have sin in you no matter what God holiness will respond to that sin and what that brings is distance your access to God will be limited even though now we we don't have to slaughter lambs. Or going to the temple, or wait for one priest to go into the temple for us. Yes, we have access, but at the end of the day, that access is still limited if there is still sin in you. I guess what I'm trying to say is, living in remembrance of this huge sacrifice that Christ has done, living in remembrance of of The fact that God came down and endured all these things and became a man just like us. That was his way of showing us that I can be like you. And I have chosen and I chose to be like you because I want to extend my help to you. So I urge you today, if you are listening to this, to receive the help of God. And if you have an understanding of this privilege, of this sacrifice, of this access that you have, I really hope that by the grace of God, you will keep seeing God and you will keep having access. And if you have lost access, you can always ask him to come back. Let him be Emmanuel in your life.